Hi guys, welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. It is going to be a quick episode today. We have had an issue with audio deletion, so you did not get your audio this morning from me because it got deleted and somehow lost in the shuffle of the website. So I'm going to record something new and it's going to be fast and hopefully still suffices as we have some better content, a more extensive mock draft tomorrow as will happen on Twitch tonight and then... Uh, obviously, hopefully, hopefully having some better episodes for you later this week, and then finally get to talk about some draft picks that happen later on in the week. So today I want to talk about our two most recent 20 prospects in 20 days. Day number four here, I can't believe we're four days away from the draft, is Jahan Dotson from Penn State, who I love. I think Jahan Dotson, if he gets to pick 44, you should sprint the card up, email it, fax it, FaceTime it, whatever you have to do to get the card up for this guy needs to be done. He was a four-star recruit out of high school in PA. He was the number 36 receiver in the country, sixth rec- best recruit in the state of Pennsylvania. You know, he had all the offers, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, USC. He committed to UCA, UCLA, actually, but then Jim Moore was fired. This seems like forever ago, doesn't it? Uh, that brought him uh, over to uh, when, when I think Chip Kelly then hired. He didn't want to go out that way, so he stayed in, in, in Pennsylvania at, at Penn State. He's 22, just turned 22 March 22nd. So a couple things about Dotson. I think he's a heck of a football player, but he's 22. The Browns have been 21-year-olds the last two drafts in the first two rounds, and he's not an elite, elite athlete. He's 5'10 and a half, so 5'11, 178. He's a senior. He went to the Nazareth area high school. He was third-team All-Big Ten in 2020, second-team All-Big Ten in 2021. Obviously, the Ohio State guys dominated that list. Third team All-America, though, so he was getting respect. He has to be picked at pick 44. There's no other option. So with Dotson, the thing that was surprising to me is he is definitely an X receiver, right? He is he is definitely more outside than you would think. People are trying to pigeonhole him as an inside receiver. Well, Dotson's outside receiver snaps, significantly higher than people think. He's had 1,148 outside receiver snaps and only 225 in the slot. For comparison's sake, Garrett Wilson, 594 outside, 271 in the slot. Chris Olave, 872 outside, 147 in the slot. So you shouldn't view him as a slot. Traylon Burks, bigger body, you would think would be more of an outside guy if you've not studied this stuff. He's only had 149 outside snaps with 681 in the slot. Drake London, 662 in the slot, only 313 outside just from this last year. So Dotson's been an outside X receiver a ton. That's what's noteworthy. He can play inside. That You would like the three-cone and shuttle. He didn't test shuttle, but his three-cone wasn't great. You'd like that to be better, but he was a 4-4-3-40. He had a 1-5-6, 10-yard split, 36-inch vertical, 10-foot and some change broad. So not an explosive athlete, but good enough that I think it matches what you see on the football field and the tape. Right, you don't like that the three cone drill is a ninth percentile mark, but the forty yard dash is promising, and everything else is respectable, and that to me is fine. He's comparison for athletes. Jalen Waddle, he's an over eighty three percent comparison athlete. John Mechie, so I'm okay with it. His senior year here, he had he had ninety one catches, a thousand one hundred eighty two yards, and twelve touchdowns. After last year in the shortened twenty twenty season, he had fifty two catches, eight eighty four, and eight touchdowns, and you know what kind of quarterback play this guy's been dealing with at Penn State. The big board uh, over at Sports Info Solutions has him 22nd overall, fifth best at the position. So fifth best meaning better than Traylon Burks out in front of uh, out in front of one of, the, one of the consensus top five guys. They say Dotson projects best as a number two receiver in a pass-happy spread offense. 
He has the skills to play on the outside against less physical opponents and will be a constant winner in the slot on third downs, capable of breaking either direction or over the top. Dotson can be used as a chess piece and gadget player in a creative offense. He's had success as a punt returner in college and could be one from day one in the next level. Outside of that, he does not have much special teams value. This is from Dane Brugler, who has him 25th on his big board, 6th best at the position. The three-year starter at Penn State, Dotson lined up across the formation, and offensive coordinator Mike Yurchett's uh, offense. He became the fourth player in NFL, sorry, in, in Penn State history to reach 1,000 yards in a season and finish his uh, career second in, uh, second in school history in catches, 183, touchdown grabs, 25, and fourth in receiving yards, 2,757. A polished pass catcher, Dotson, puts defenders in conflict with his twitchy speed, to defeat press and manipulate coverages at the stem. Although he is undersized, he has above-average hands and natural body control and maybe the largest catch radius of any sub-5 foot 11 receiver I have ever scouted. Again, perhaps the largest catch radius of any 5 foot 11 receiver I have ever scouted. Tons of one-handed catches way out above his frame. Overall, Dotson isn't a tackle breaker and has marginal play strength that will become noticeable versus NFL defenders, but his dynamic speed... Route instincts and ball skills make him a difficult player to cover one-on-one. He is an NFL starter in the Deontay Johnson mold, we're all familiar with in the AFC North, with better hands and punt return skills. I'm all in. Dotson's there. Listen, again, I keep making this reminder. If pick 43, 42, and 43, Atlanta, and then Indy, that'll be Indy's first pick. They need receivers. You got to jump them. Back to the last uh, person here that we've done, which posted this morning. This is David Ajabo. It's an interesting situation now with Ajabo. Two months ago, would have never been available at pick 44, but he suffered a torn Achilles on his pro day in Ann Arbor on March 18th. Season will be lost for him, obviously, due to that injury. But now a first-round talent could become available in the mid-second round. Ajabo's from Nigeria originally, but spent most of his childhood in Scotland has only been playing organized football since his junior year of high school in the United States in 2017. He also played basketball, ran track, played soccer in high school. Well-rounded athlete, heavily recruited and chose Michigan, redshirted contributor in his second season, but was granted, uh, sorry, stranded in Scotland by COVID in 2020 and didn't return to the U.S. until that summer. That's bananas. Forgot about that story. Ajabo played sparingly in 20 for Michigan, but exploded into the scene as a redshirt sophomore in 2021. First team all Big Ten honors, setting Michigan record for forced fumbles in a season. Best fit is obviously a bookend strong side end opposite Miles. The Browns have to view that injury risk, whether they can, you know, whether they can wait. This would be obviously if a wide receiver to me, if a wide receiver wasn't there. He's 21. He's 21 and some change. He'll actually turn 22 after the draft, May 17th. 64250 came out after his redshirt sophomore year. First team all Big Ten and 21. He's definitely a, a picked 44 bust. RAS score was great. 9.40 collective score. Great vertical for the position. 35, 10 foot broad. 455 40 yard dash, which is an elite mark. His shuttle was solid. 445. Okay, 96th percentile 40 yard dash, 84th percentile broad jump, 72nd percentile vertical jump. Comparatively, guys, Marcus Davenport, Whitney Merciless, good football players. He had 11 sacks in 2021, three pass deflections, 41 pressures. Ajabo projects Sports Info Solution now, have him 43rd. This is. The 43rd ranked player on the board, 8th at the position. Ajabo projects as a 3-4 outside linebacker whose main focus is a pass rusher early in his career coming off the edge. 
using his athleticism and flashy, flashy pass rush ability to get to the quarterback. As he gets more reps, stronger, and develops a football player as a football player, he should show those traits to eventually become a three-down player. Speed toughness should allow him to contribute on special teams if asked. Dane Brugler says, one-year starter at Michigan, Ajabo is a stand-up edge and former defensive coordinator Mike McDonald's multiple scheme, and he brought from the Baltimore Ravens. After moving to the U.S. and discovering football in 17, we've gone over this now. He's a similar, his high school teammate was Odafe Owe, as we know is in Baltimore right now. Ojabo has the long, nimble frame, balanced feet and hip flexibility, which were developed from years of basketball and soccer training to work in tight spaces, grease the edges as a pass rusher. His defensive role shouldn't be restricted to only pass rushing, but he needs to improve his functional strength and body positioning to make the plays in the run game. Overall, Ajabo is admittedly still learning various aspects of the football position, but he is naturally explosive with an upfield burst and stride length to overwhelm tackles with arc speed. He'll be a sub-package rusher when he returns from his Achilles injury, offers down-the-road Pro Bowl upside as a hybrid edge linebacker type. Plenty of film there to check out on both Dotson and Ajabo. We'll see if either of those football players are there. We still have two more prospects to go, as is the case. I've been trying to do, not perfect with this, we are going to do a quick mock draft right after this break. And uh, let's, yeah, let's go over and get a word from our sponsors real quick. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, we are back with our speed mock, is what we've been calling these things. Looking at uh, looking at all these picks that we can get to. I keep pausing this thing at pick 41. Wide receivers that go late. Pick 29, trail on Burks to KC. I would not be... I'm not going to say not. These wide receivers got to go late. That's what uh, that's what makes the most sense to me is they all go in this from like 20, I would say pick 28 all the way down to pick 44. There's going to be a run on wide receiver. Sky Moore is the first pick of the second round, pick 33. Uh, David Ajaba, who we just talked about, goes pick 36. Lewis Seen, we've talked about, pick 35, pick 34. Daxton Hill, there's George Pickens to the Jets at pick 38. The... Uh, Seahawks take Desmond Ritter at pick 40. Now their second pick 41, Jahan Dotson's on the board. So I'm going to offer pick 44 for 41. It would probably take moving like 99 to to 109, moving back, you know, like that same thing they did with JOK, move forward, move back later. In this situation, it looks like they are willing to just let me trade pick 246. I don't think that that would get it done on draft day. But again, I want to get in front of Indy, who has wide receiver needs, and the, and the Falcons, who have wide receiver needs. Now, the Falcons in this mock, yeah, they only took Kyle Hamilton. They would definitely be picking a wide receiver at this spot. So I'm going to offer that trade to go up to 41. This is, again, the most 
likely spot to go get this player. So I've offered 246. They did not accept. I'll offer 223. They did accept. So we're on the board right now. And again, Jahan Dotson is sitting there on the board. I'm coming up to 41 to get him. So that's what we did here. We are taking Jahan Dotson at 41. Moving along now, it'll be pick 78 here before we know it. A lot of players that I'd be interested in went right before us. Man, that is bananas. Perry on Winfrey goes pick 76. Two picks before us. Kingsley and Nagbury goes pick 77. Those guys, again, went picks right before us. Uh, so let's see who's available here that we would be interested in. And, uh, again, Nick Cross goes late second round pick 60. All righty. So we're at pick 78. And if this were to happen... It would it would really throw a wrench in a lot of plans. It's uh it's tough. If I were here and was looking for the highest upside edge, I would go Alex Wright at pick seventy eight. So I'm gonna take Alex Wright at pick seventy eight because again, speed mock folks. Now up again at pick ninety nine. Again, trying to find guys who fit the mold for what the uh, Browns are looking to do at a bunch of different positions. So. You would want to look at the interior here. I don't think you're going to find anything on the defensive interior that you love that much. Thomas Booker's fun, but we know he's a little bit later. So I'm not set on taking an interior player on the defensive side. We can look at, let's see, at the top, Asimov from Oklahoma's there. Kellen Deesh is there. D'Angelo Malone is there, who I think is an interesting player. Cordell Flott is there. A corner from LSU. Tyson Anderson is there. I'm telling you, this is an interesting one. Flot is interesting because he's so young and he's from a big school. Skinny slot corner. I actually think Flot is interesting. We're going to take Flot at that spot. I think that there's value in that young a player at that spot. So now you're up again at pick 118. Okay, you would probably like to find something that's going to be a value. I think Matthew Butler is, is an interesting one here. I think we'll take Butler as an interior defensive lineman, which we need help at this point. We still have no indication of any help on the way. A couple of those spots earlier, guys, would definitely have been trade-down spots, especially if that pivotal spot in the draft where picks 76 and 77 are players you definitely would have taken. Anagbury, Perrion Winfrey, at those two spots were, were players that you would have jumped all over if you were the Browns so you know that's the that's the risk you're looking at there now uh, on to pick 202 again because we gave up 223 I continue to find a lot of value in taking a running back at some point here though if this player is here if we're looking at specials if Matt Areza is there I'd be interested in him I'm gonna look at taking a kicker though uh, I probably would Either be kicker, punter. I'll take a raise here because I think he's worth the investment if he's still available at that spot. A little later on, though, I think this seventh round is a prime position for running back. So if Keontae Ingram is there, it's, again, just a guy I've had my eye on. I don't think he's actually in this. He he probably ended up getting selected. Looks like he did get selected before we had the opportunity to take him. He did go there uh let's check out what else is available at running back see if there's anybody else we would be interested in all right it does not look i mean kennedy brooks is interesting but he's 23 and a half already 
doesn't really fit with what they want to do age-wise. At this spot, a guy with high upside I would take. I know we we have not drafted a tight end. Connor Hayward makes plenty of sense to me there as a third tight end slash fullback hybrid that you could have on the roster. So, in this speed mock, don't think about it too much. Just trying to put together names we like. Jahan Dotson moved up to pick 41 to get him. Gave up 223 as well. We took Alex Wright at 78, Cordell Flott at 99, Matthew Butler at 118, Matt Areza in 202, the punter, and then Connor Hayward at pick 246. We're going to keep doing these. I have a live mock draft Twitch show tonight. Make sure you check out that mock draft uh, Twitch show where you guys can come in as the fans and vote on your final mock. We'll have that up for you. I'll put that up in audio form tomorrow. We'll have a guest on Wednesday. I'll be in the Blue Wire studio Thursday. Uh, for sorry, Wednesday night for my recording to share with you guys on Thursday, the day of the first round. Maybe I'll do a first round mock, a complete first round mock. I don't know. We'll see. I never talk about other teams. That'd be kind of fun. So maybe that's what we'll end up doing. Should be a good time. So check it out. I'll be in Vegas for draft week. Uh, hit me up, man. We'll be uh, we'll be having some fun out there. Try to cover this thing live. Give you some recordings and all that stuff. So check it out. Should be a fun week. Have a great Monday, guys. Sorry about the delay in audio, but uh, we'll get that fixed and hopefully be good to go the rest of the week in a very important week. So, again, have a great Monday. Thanks for checking out this show, supporting the OBR. It means the world to us, guys. Thank you, and go Browns! Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.